the Podfix Network. Welcome to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Continued thanks and appreciation to our listeners. Thank you to Jake Dexter for providing our theme song. It's called In The Mix. You can find him at jakedexter.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Many of you have probably seen a presidential motorcade, but have you ever driven in one? Of course not. Me either. But I know somebody who did. And he doesn't work for the Secret Service or a government agency. He doesn't work for a private security firm. In fact... He doesn't have any military or law enforcement background at all. He works in an office on the other side of the wall from mine. Do you have a lot of questions? I did too. And I'll all be answered on this episode of the Gravity Beard Podcast. And without further ado, let's get to the show. Tyler, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Toph. Uh, I've called you in for a specific reason. You've recently had a very, very unique experience. Let me set that up just a little bit. Are you are you pausing? Are you pausing at the very beginning of our podcast to play I'm not, Pokemon Go? I'm, I'm not pausing. I'm just I'm just you just you do what you do while I do what I do. Fair enough. Okay. So so we're not going to talk about Pokemon Go on this, I, on this episode. But I caught him. But it but it is but it is enough of a phenomenon that at the beginning of our podcast we're about to record, you, you are playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. That's how wide this thing is. Maybe we'll do that on a future episode, but I doubt it. Correct. So, anyways. I've called you in because you've recently had a very, very unique experience, something that almost no one's ever done in their entire life. Let me set it up a little bit. You were out of town for, for several days. I ran into you on Monday. Your goal for the day, obviously, was to catch up from being out of town, uh, but you weren't able to do that. Tell me just in short what you were doing. Uh, I was preparing to be a driver in the presidential motorcade for when he came to Dallas on Tuesday. Right. So you were going to be a driver in the presidential motorcade because of President Obama's trip to Dallas, which sadly he was coming to Dallas because a little over a week ago, we had one of the worst tragedies in the history of the city. The memorial service was a couple days ago, and you somehow found yourself with an opportunity to be a driver in the actual presidential motorcade for that trip. Yeah, they, they, they enlist a, a certain amount of trusted volunteers that they heavily, heavily, heavily vet to drive usually just, you know, like staff and, 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 and members of the press and uh, special guests. So so let me stop you there because because when, when I ran into you, you told me what you were about to do. My first question was what I felt was the most obvious question you could ask, which is what in the world are they doing tapping into private citizens to drive in a presidential motorcade? It seems like they'd have a private security company or government secret service folks, or like they would have some like people in a more official capacity, either private or public, that would be drivers in the presidential motorcade. Yeah, so I, I can't speak for them, uh, and also I want to be clear that I, I'm not in this podcast. I'm not going to be giving away any secrets or, or, or specific details about this. Is handled more just speaking generalities that everybody in the press already knows about. 
Right, um, right. And you were able to, you know, see from on the ground and down. Because, so. because you were, you had to fill out paperwork and part of that paperwork was specific instructions on a confidentiality agreement on things you could share and not share. Yeah. No times, no locations, no specific events that the press wasn't privy to, things like that. So, fair, fair, fair enough. But so, so. I, I do think, I do think it, there, there could be some value in, uh, not only in terms of monetary savings, um, but in, in just having some local people um, contribute to an, an event like that. I mean, obviously they, but, but not even, not even law enforcement people or former military, you know, that you have, you have no special background in doing what you did yesterday. You're not a trained driver of any kind. You're no. just, you're just a random guy off the street compared to maybe somebody with a specialty like that. I mean, they did, they did check my driving record and it came back fairly clean, but beyond that, no, <laughs> but not even crystal clear. I mean, it, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you, don't have a per, you don't have a perfectly clean driving record. I mean, everybody's got their blemishes. I was going 26 in a school zone earlier this year and got slammed for that. So you even got a recent citation. Well, it was in like February. So it was relatively recent, but I, I do think, you know, when you're, you're getting a large, not large quantity, but, you know, eight, eight to 12, uh, you know, volunteers to help in a process. Um, you get people that are really motivated. Um, sure. you get people that have local knowledge about the area. And obviously there's a significant amount of cost savings associated with that. I would think. Well, we won't, we won't dwell on this too much longer, but, but were you a little bit fascinated when you, when you got the opportunity, the, the idea that they were tapping into I thought I was qualified to do it, but I did not. Were you? Were you were I didn't know it was a thing. Right? Were you curious? Were you like, really? Like this? Is, this is a thing? Yeah. And in initially, okay. So I'm like, not. I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Fascination. No, of the no. whole Thing. Like before you get started, that's what I wanted to talk about first, which is that seems odd to me. No, okay, and they've, so anyway, and there, there's been a few articles in the Wall Street Journal about like, hey, this is kind of odd, and there's been some bad experiences. Um, that have been publicized. I can't imagine. Um, but I, I think for the most part, you get citizens that really, really, really care about the situation that go sure. above and beyond to make sure they're doing everything right, take it super seriously. Huh. Um, and, and, you know, if you hire a private company of drivers or something like that, one, you might not get the drivers that you're looking for to. They might, you know, in the droll of doing this every single time, might not be as motivated every single time as they should be. And three, obviously there's a big cost to something like that. Sure. Interesting points. Okay. Uh, so we're past that point. Um, That's just my thought. How, how did you, or how did, how would someone else be one of Okay. So how many people are driving in the motorcade total? Just an estimate. Like, like volunteers or total, just total, total drivers. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I think you see from the, from the news coverage, there's probably, probably 20 cars 20 cars i would guess and, and how many how many volunteer drivers or how many private people like yourself that are pulled in to do this out of, out of 20 uh probably 8 to 12 something like that so, so I, I, I don't so, know if that varies i mean everybody yeah. knew the vice president was but, here but a decent everybody percentage knew the president was here um you know everybody knew t uh, ted cruz was here um a few senators things like that yeah. that were all on the newscast so i mean this is probably a larger one i would think than normal but i don't really know but but about uh, what I'm getting at is the percentage of the total drivers. H half of them are, are guys like you. Yeah, interesting. Okay, Pro probably about that number. All right. So so tell tell us how you got to be. How how does this happen? How does it literally prime? just you know somebody within the uh, the inner circle uh, of the White House of the White House itself. So yeah. so you've got an indirect or direct you, contact with somebody in the yeah, White House, and that and that and that's how that's how someone like you might get that opportunity. Yeah, I think you have to be recommended. You have to be a known person. And then on top of that, there's, you know, obviously a bunch of 
Um, you know, I, I imagine a ton of back. I mean, they told us they ran background checks, but I, I think sure. they tear into everything possible in your history. I would imagine. I bet they would. Yeah. If you didn't have a file before, you've got one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Fair enough. I, I would. I would hope so. As a citizen of the United States, I hope that they go through that process. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. So, so you, you get you get contacted. Um, you, you start the process. We don't have to go into that detail. Uh, really, I want to just get your perspective. How do you sleep the night before? Is it something you're thinking about? I mean, obviously, you're excited about it. It's a really unique experience. Tell me a little bit about going into it. I think if it was just like, you know, uh, uh, from my perspective, it was, you know, if the president was coming to town, no big deal, just like a fundraiser or something like that. Yeah. I would have been pretty, pretty easy about it. Like, you know, he's just coming to town. There's nothing going like, on. Like, but, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But the fact that we have an African-American president um, in a situation where, you know, there's, there's, there's some serious racial tension, um, you know, and I think, I think terrorism and, and, and conflict, you know, runs on momentum. So I think the fact that there was a recent shooting, bunch of rallies, that kind of thing, it's set up for what could be a bad situation. And luckily yeah. nothing happened, but I, I think had there not been a shooting, you know, five days before or whatever, four days before, I think I would have been able to sleep a lot easier the night before. Interesting. And, and just for the listener's benefit, where we work, you know, former President Bush just lives a couple miles from here. He offices a block south of here. He used to office in this building. I didn't even know that. For, for three or four years, he officed in the building. And every morning when we pulled in the parking garage, Secret Service would run our license plate. Well, there you go. And, and then and then uh, Donald Trump was in town a couple of weeks ago. He stayed at a hotel one block south of here. So so from time to time, we're in a part of the city where these types of people come through. Yeah, but, right but, between Love Field and the airport. Basically. Yeah, but but even but even compared to those, like you set up, this is a this is unique. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the. I mean, very rarely do you have the VP and the president. Oh yeah, former presidents. Come, yeah, come for something that's a non-election type thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so slept just fine. You're thinking about it a lot. Did I? Yeah. Uh, no, Monday night I didn't sleep well at all. One, yeah. One because I was getting back in the office and my brain was just going nuts. And two, you know, I was going to be part of a motorcade. And <laughs> anything, in the president. If anything, motorcade. if anything happened, which I don't think it would. You know, they they do a really good job of securing uh, the route and you okay, know, everything so, like that. So you get up the next morning to tell tell us how it goes. Um. We picked up the cars, and I'm not going to tell you where we picked them up from, but we, we, we drove from the location that we picked them up to, to Love Field, where everybody knows uh, Air Force One, Air Force Two um, landed. And, you know, we, we had all our car search. Um, you know, they retrofitted our vehicles with things that were necessary for the, um, for the motorcade. Um, a lot of bomb dogs, stuff like that. Um, Waited a few hours, present landed, pulled up. I was actually in a car where, where you know, I was replaced by a uh, driver in the Secret Service. So I actually ended up driving one of uh, one of the vans and drove around um, some staff, things like that. Um, it was a nine-hour day, and I guarantee you we were just sitting waiting for seven and a half at that time. Wow. So, um, but yeah, you know, as you can see on the media coverage we pulled up right to the plane um you know everybody got out the back everybody normal got out the back side of the plane and the president and i think ted cruz 
maybe also came out of the front of the plane. So, you know, the VIPs came out the front. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama came yeah. with them. Yeah. Right. Um, just also, like just like we see every single time they fly somewhere. Yeah. Every time you see on the news. They come down that main staircase to the front of the plane. Correct. Um, and I don't really, I'm sure the news showed it, but I don't remember from my perspective where Biden entered the situation because he landed first, as everybody saw. Biden landed first in Air Force Two, then Obama in Air Force One. So I think Biden was probably ready to go already by the time Obama got in his limo. So you guys were obviously were on the ground. You got to see the plane land and taxi. Yeah, but we're in a big line, so I can't see like 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 where Biden's entering the picture. But I mean, did you get to see the plane come down and taxi to where you were? Oh yeah. So oh yeah, very, it was right in front of us. So that's like, very cool. It actually at one point was pointed towards us and then it turned. It looked like it was going to run into us. And you're like, thank goodness, because I don't want to get hit by a plane today. Yeah, a big one too. Yeah, huge, huge plane. But uh, it was really interesting, like throughout the whole process, I mean, like how much we interacted with Secret Service. And they're just like genuinely good people. Like you would think that they would be on edge and like super focused and everything like that. And they are super focused. I, I don't want to... Uh, give an impression otherwise but they're just like they've done this so many times you know to where they're not on edge they're focused and you probably don't even know it you're you're just pointing to the fact that they they still made time to to be really nice to you yeah you ask them a question and they're like they're very pleasant very genuine i mean like when they're in the moment they're in the moment they're probably not gonna do that but if they're just sitting there waiting they're gonna you know be nice people and talk to you back and like it was really weird how much they interacted with us you know, because we're just normal citizens. Um, how much they interacted with us, briefing us, making sure we were comfortable with everything that was going on. So, like when the actual event happened, we knew exactly what we were doing. We knew exactly what would happen. I mean, it was perfectly orchestrated by them. I mean, like even if something new went wrong, we knew what to do the whole time. Cool. So it it, it actually like at first I was like, man, it's kind of weird. They're letting a citizen do this with you know just a clean record and a good decent driving record. But like when it actually happened, I was like, okay, I kind of, kind of understand. Like they prep you so much and they're so careful that mm -hmm. it felt like it didn't matter if I was secret service or me because they just prep you so well. Absolute pros. Yeah. Okay. So, so everybody loads up in the vehicles. You, anything else we need to talk about regarding the airport, head off to the event. Yeah. We head off to the event and there's again, 20 cars and uh, the majority of them have armed personnel in them all the way from. Um, you know, some sort of special forces all the way down to, um, you know, secret service. And, and you, you, maybe you can't, or you don't have to get into these details, but you had told us, you know, and some of these vehicles are just decked out with security stuff. Like they're, they're, it's not like a normal car. Yeah. There's some dudes like you just look at and you're like, no, we're not, I don't even want to talk to you. You're somebody you don't but, want to mess with. But, but even the vehicles themselves, you know, it's it's a it's a Cadillac limousine, but it's not a Cadillac limousine. Like it's a it's an armored car. Yeah, I'll, I think I think there's probably I don't know exactly, but from what I can tell, there's probably probably half the cars in the motorcade. The important ones are like could survive quite a bit. Oh, yeah, you can throw grenades at it; and it's probably fine. Yeah, 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 like it's just really interesting. So I mean, again, that was another aspect. You got up close and got to see things that almost no one ever gets to see. In, yeah, you know, these I think it's probably stuff that you all imagine is the truth like i don't think anything happened where i was like oh my god i had no idea that was the case no no no. but but you got to see it much further up close than anyone else typically does yeah which is really cool about the experience yeah. okay so you head off to the event get to the event um yeah and like i, I think if i remember right there there's some of us that went uh up top you know as the media covered uh, and you saw and there's some of us that went down below and obviously 
Uh, and by down below, I mean into the basement. And again, you could see this on the news coverage. But um, you know, we we just you know dropped the VIPs off downstairs. We sat in the parking garage and, and then, sweated our ass off. And then for, you just wait for for many 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 hours. And it was cool. Part of the deal was we got to uh, shake hands with the president and, and oh, meet you did. him sometime in the like. I think we're God, we're in the garage for a long time, but like there was a. 10 minute segment where we got to go and shake his hands. So you did. You got to interact with the president just very briefly, but yes, got I to mean, say hello, shake his hand. Yeah. You got to be face to face with the man picture, that kind of deal. You got your picture taken yeah. as, a, as a group or yeah, group. You didn't get to take individual selfies, each person. No, no selfies. No selfies. You didn't no. get to use your, uh, your Pokemon camera. No, I tried. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. What else? What happened next? Um, we loaded, we loaded up eventually. I mean, it was literally like just get in your van and drive on the car in front of you drives. I mean, as you'd expect. I think, I think one thing, one thing I, we actually skipped over unintentionally. Uh, can you say anything about what it's like to actually drive in the motorcade, the actual driving of it? Oh, um, so yeah, they told us, they told us we'd be driving pretty quickly uh, with as many cars as you saw were in the motorcade. There's like 20 cars or something like that. Um, it's, there's a lot of cars and getting, up to like 80, 90 miles an hour just like isn't basically possible just because you're trying to keep pe- people in line and stuff like that. So I don't think we really ever got over like 50, 55 miles an hour, honestly, which was a little bit surprising to me because I thought we'd be just absolutely flooring it. Uh, but the route was so well planned. Um, there were no security breaches. There wasn't really ever a need to go fast, if that makes sense. And it's really tough to do with that many cars. So um, it was cool. You know, we never once had to like slow down or stop. Like they had everything shut off. And what normally like in, in normal Dallas life was, was like a 25 minute drive was a five minute drive, which is kind of nice. Sure. Sure. You're not stopping but for nothing. Nothing, nothing really exciting happened at all. And, and, and you get, you don't have to talk about the details, but you got to observe how they, their tactical maneuvers, how they, how certain cars have to drive a certain way. Yeah. They do a little weaving to, you know, as security measures, I, I didn't get a great explanation of why. I mean, you could obviously assume yeah. that doing a little weaving creates some confusion if anybody was trying to do something. Sure. So you got to see how they drive a specific way in the other yeah, cars. It's kind of cool. Our cars, we just drove straight. You just drove straight. As right. you can see from the footage, like like the vans just drove straight. But um, yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Cool. Okay. So so the event's over. Everybody loads back up in their vehicles. What happens next? Uh, you're basically just doing the same thing. Same thing in reverse. On the way home. And then, um, you know, as you saw from the news, uh, Air Force One takes off uh, and then Air Force Two shortly thereafter takes off. And Air Force Two uh, is definitely a much smaller plane, maybe half the size. looks like just a normal plane you would take if you were flying to Chicago tomorrow. And Air Force One is massive. So it seems to me like if there's any people that are traveling traveling with the presidential uh, group, they're going to be in Air Force One. And then Air Force Two is basically, from what I can tell, Biden and his close circle people. And that's about it. So dying to ask, were you able to determine which one of the two planes had the hot tub time machine in it? I was not, but Biden's plane looked a lot older. So maybe that one, maybe that was the hot tub time machine. Correct. Cause there had, it had to be on one of the two. Yeah. And they don't want you to know which one it is. Probably. And maybe it goes back and forth. Yeah. They don't want people to find that out. I don't, I think. can't imagine they would keep the, uh, keep the people in the middle East guessing. Of course. Course. what would we do if we lost our hot tub time machine correct i agree that's our ace in the hole for sure there's no doubt <laughs> worse comes to worse everybody thinks it's the red button but it's not it's, it's a hot tub time machine. everybody hops in the hot tub time machine and everything's okay and everything's fine after that yeah 
uh, cool. So the planes take off and, uh, I mean, it's late at this time. I mean, you could see the planes took off at like, um, you know, five o'clock or something like that. So, um, we left and, uh, they unloaded all our cars. Um, they loaded everything back up. They, 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 they travel with uh, a lot of presents, things in a, you know, like a bomber plane type thing. So, yep. you know, they pulled the limos under there, then loaded as many things as they could. Uh, and then they sent us home in those cars and we drove them back to the location where we picked them up. And so we, we were done at, you know, I got home probably at 630. So your, your day started at what time? I met them at the location where we picked up the cars at nine. Nine. And so it's... Got home at 630. That's eight, like that. nine, 10 hours. So it's a full day. Cool. So last people you interacted with were secret service folks yeah. or staff folks or yeah. Unloading the cars for the most part. You guys Again, all, super nice guys. Like, you guys thanks all, for coming. I went to the tilted kill to celebrate the day and incorrect. Oh, that, you see, you, we did not do that. You, I, I you, did that on my own. You did not get together with all the secret service and go to tilted kill. We did not. That's a detail I had wrong. I, I, I did that on my own and I thought we were going to keep that private. I'm really embarrassed right now. I shouldn't have brought that up. Okay. So when I go back and edit this, we won't talk about how you, and I, and I hope you by yourself. You went by yourself to the tilted kilt. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get away. But I hope you remember to delete this. I I, sir, I will do everything I can to remember to delete the, okay. that you went by yourself to the tilted kilt at the end of the day. Correct. Okay, uh, man. Is there anything else about that experience that we should know about? Any? No, I'd, I'd love to share? do it again. It made me feel like uh, as a citizen, I was helping out. So which which, which do you feel like is more gratifying jury duty or driving at a presidential motorcade in terms of the amount of waiting? It's very similar, but in terms of what you do when things actually happen, probably the motorcade, you would prefer, have you been to jury yes. duty? And you're saying you'd rather drive in a presidential motorcade for sure. Okay. But we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. I really enjoy jury duty. I'd probably turn down the opportunity to drive in the motorcade. I understand you make sure you come up in the random picker thing as much as possible as much as possible yeah if i don't hear from them for a few months i actually contact them hey don't know if you forgot about me but right is is, i think i haven't had jury duty since last month it's about time that i come and be on the jury correct Mm -hmm. i actually sometimes i don't know if you have my updated address right right i've lived here for eight years there's been cases where i'll just show up to a random court case say are you having trouble seating your jury any fill-ins yeah and i'll just wait out the hall yeah yeah sometimes i'll make my own little Whatever you Fake badge it. and then try and to go in. Say volunteer juror. Yeah, and it hasn't worked yet, but I'm, I'm trying as much as I can. Interesting. It's my civic duty. That's a good idea. I'm gonna try the, that. But if the motorcade opportunity, I'd be like, what? Meh. I would just. Can I trade this for jury duty? Right. I'd be like, I would love to drive in the presidential motorcade, but I'd rather do jury duty today. And then I would just ask to be sent down to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's that's what I would do. But, yeah. But we're just different people. I understand. Cool, man, Tyler. That's. That really is one of the most unique experiences I think that a human being could possibly have. Actually driving in a presidential motorcade. Thanks for sharing the story. Of course, though. Happy to do it. And that concludes another episode of The Interview Show. Follow us on Twitter at TheGBIS. The Interview Show is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Special thanks to Phil Rude, that illustrator guy, for our custom logo. This is The Interview Show by Gravity Beard.